boys. Night uh, edition. Workday edition. What? Professional boys edition. Oh, I thought you said birthday edition. Birthday edition. I'm sure it's somebody's uh, birthday in Poboy Nation. Hey, Poboy. Hey, it's your birthday. Send us an email. Hey, that listener from France. Is it your birthday? Send us an email. We'll write some hey, fan spe- fiction. I'll have a terrible of, time. Speaking of. Okay. Big shout out to Aunt Judy. What? Commented commented on our uh, podcast account. More fan fiction. Hey, Aunt Judy. Uh, thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed the fan fiction. No. I really appreciate it. Stop. Thank you, Aunt Judy. Do not give a um, shout out to my Aunt Judy. Thank you very much, Aunt Judy. No. I appreciate it. It's Aunt. Uh, it's an aunt. And yeah, okay. Why don't you go ahead and hit those hard keys also, and we'll talk about it later. Judy, go to bed. All right. Go to bed. Thank um, you, Aunt Judy. No, it's okay. Thousands, thousands of thanks. Uh, hopefully we'll get we'll get some more of that in the pipeline soon. I mean, haven't gotten any emails to speak of, but you know, always nice to meet a fan. Yeah, and we have so many fans that aren't related to us or we went to college with as well. <clears throat> I don't think anyone related to me is a fan of this show. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, 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 so, I'm positive. That's so sad. Is it? <laughs> Oh, man. We have... Our parents are of gen- different generations. Yeah. Well, one's supportive and the other wants nothing to do with you. Uh, one's... You know... Yeah, sure. Hey, I'm not trying to, like, say anything about your parents who were not listening to this podcast. Oh, oh ditto. Yeah. I, I would never try and say anything about yours either. Yeah, well, we can... We They're can. simply different. They're simply different, dear boy. Um, yeah... I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Let's not let's not um, get into each other's parents um, off and situation. Mic. Off mic. Um, not even off mic. I just. I mean, yeah. Let's not. I, Jedi Temple TV show. Is that a show? Jedi oh, Temple yeah, TV yeah. show. It's like um, it's like uh, oh my gosh, what's that Temple of the Hidden Monkey? Temple or? of the Hidden Legends. Hidden Legends. It's like it's like that, <laughs> but Star Wars. Yes, Legends of the Hidden Temple, I guess, but Star Wars ish. Hosted by Ahmad Best. Uh huh. Very exciting for him. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Um, let's do a disclaimer. News, 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 news. Yep. I will say, I've I've long hoped Ahmad Best would get an opportunity to return to the franchise. Um, and the news of this show was introduced to me through Ahmad Best is coming back to Star Wars, and I saw that. That was the line I saw. Oh, um, um, listeners! So after the fact, for those are, finding out that it was a kids' game show, I, I I'm glad he's back in the fold. But I was hoping he'd be. In the listeners, for those of you that don't have the background on who Ahmed Best is, um, he played Jar Jar Binks, mm-hmm. um, and um, unless you've lived under a rock, um, there's been a lot of hate under that character. Um, Ahmed Best had some mental health problems due to it. Um, I would say if, if you're a fan of Star Wars and behind the scenes Star Wars stuff and all that kind of stuff, uh, there is a podcast called I Was There Too, where the host interviews um, the 
you know, not top line on the poster cast and crew of, of various movies. And he's, he's got an episode where he interviews on that best. And he talks through his whole experience with Phantom Menace. And it's, it's really interesting. Um, I would, I would very high up on my list of star Wars folks whose book I would want to read is on that best. He was, he has know, a book, right? Uh, well, egg on my face. If he does, I mean, when I met him at celebration, I said, you should write a book. He didn't say I have. Oh, so. yeah. Then he hasn't written but a book yet. he also might have just not wanted to clown me. Um, but, I mean, he was there at the forefront of a, a new advent of cinematic technology and mocap and all that. And then he just got totally pushed aside because of, you know, dislike for Jar Jar and stuff. But he has his place in the development of cinematic technologies. I've told this little tidbit on the show before, but my girlfriend Kristen and I were watching Lord of the Rings bonus features for the, the making of those movies and during the feature for Gollum there's an interview with Peter Jackson where he's on the phone with producers and he's like look we have every indication that Gollum is going to be even better than Jar Jar oh he really said that uh, yeah and it just I mean it goes to show like for whatever your feelings are on that character um, and for whatever your feelings are on George Lucas you know he's he's always at the that character and, and George Lucas in those movies were at the vanguard of a lot of technologies at the time well it's because so. they also like over invested um, mm-hmm. whether it be like and, yeah, animation or, um, the cartoons, you know, like the Clone Wars, like animation itself, he put so much more money than was commercially viable at the time. And he's right. Well, yeah. And that they did, they had seasons, I believe of that show before it even had a home on Cartoon Network. And please don't mind me. I am baking gingerbread and I do have to check on it. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, I'm just trying to change stuff up for the holidays. Well, you're growing up. It could be kind of hard to figure out what gifts to get people. So I'm trying to do gingerbread, I guess. Um, so if you get one for me, you know, congratulations. You're on a short list. Because I am not a baker. Yeah, and it's also, it's really, and this is some baking 101 for those out there that don't have a large background in baking, um, like I do, Josh, to a yeah, lesser Red degree, Wars. is that stencils Ooh, of people tray. as swole as us, they're difficult They're difficult to come by because, you know, the typical gingerbread man or woman um, is... Ginger person. Ginger purse on is, um, right. is cookie cutter, you know? They don't say cookie yeah. cutter for... They say cookie cutter for a reason, um, and to get it to the swole, swole, swole lifestyle that is the Poe Boys, that's, it's difficult to do in gingerbread form. So, Josh, I commend you for doing that. Thank you, and I did put it back in for five minutes. Hopefully that's not too much. Five minutes in the oven? It said until the knife goes in and then nothing comes out on the knife. A little bit came out on the knife. I don't know. I'm a baker. I'm new to this. Well, it sounds like um, we got a good amount, like a nice five-minute limit before we get into resistance. Episode. Yeah. So that's um, that's high level production listeners. Yeah, is you set yeah, these behind the back, back scene um, environments to kind of switch mm-hmm. over from one segment to another segment. Yeah, what better segue between a Star Wars uh, kids game show and a Star Wars kids animated show than uh, a nearly thirty year old man baking gingerbread for the first time? Um, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? 
Well, well, we're recording another episode right after this, and so I do have something else I want to talk about, but we got to have something to talk about then. So I think there's plenty to talk about. I mean, um, next episode, next episode, Judy, Jedi Temple. Next show. episode, um, we will have both seen Rise of Skywalker. So that'll be pretty cool. Mm, that's true. Yeah. As of the airing of the episode, we will record. Yeah, because after this, I actually no during this episode. This episode, yeah, this will go out at nine o'clock Thursday. Because I my showing is at six. I, my showing is at five, and then Oof. my coworkers have a showing at nine thirty, and I have AMC A list, A list, whoop mm-hmm. whoop whoop whoop. Um, and I book that one. So I think, dude, I, when you're done. I think that night we should record a little bit. Not like a whole episode, but we sh- we should record a little bit. Um, yeah, we can, but it, it'll off. also be like one in the morning. Uh, That's fine. I got the next day off. Oh, okay. Um, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Uh, I guess we can. I won't have seen it twice. I'll probably go the second time. Well, I don't know. Maybe I will. Yeah, I I, we'll see. I'm seeing it with um, a bunch of coworkers, um, yeah. and. I told my one coworker that after the second time I see it, I'm going to be like, hey, guys, this is a really good scene coming up. Hey, guys, you need to pay attention to this. Oh, th- oh, man, I love this scene when I saw it two hours ago. This is where you find out Kylo Ren's Darth Maul's uncle. Crazy. Pay attention. This is where you find out that Kylo is just illiterate and his name's actually Kyle. Kyle Katarn, that is. Kyle Lauren. Kyle Lauren. Yeah, we got we're we're still finalizing our plans for how we're going to cover episode nine, but it should be a big big episode. Josh, remind either... me, remind me, mm-hmm. how many times do you have planned to see um, episode nine next week? Oh, I don't. I mean, I'll I'll probably see it four times between Thursday and Sunday, but I don't have any huge. Like when Force Awakens came out, I saw that seven times in seven days. I saw it every. My girlfriend was gone on vacation. And so I just every day after work went to the movie Mm -hmm. and but I'm I don't I mean, if it's like the greatest thing I've ever seen, maybe I'll do that again. But I suspect, yeah, I'll I'll probably see it. You know, I'll see it Thursday night, probably sometime Friday, sometime Saturday, sometime Sunday. Um, And then I'll probably end up going to see it at least one more time with folks over the holidays. Yeah, I have a plan to see it four times um, from Thursday to Saturday. Nice. And then um, if I my family does this, um, we always watch a movie on Christmas. And mm. the suggestion was to talk to each other. Uncut Gems or Little Women. <laughs> uncut Gems. Definitely go to Uncut Gems. Um, uh, nothing says Christmas like the Sapi Brothers. Uh, nothing says Christmas like watching Adam Sandler have uh, betting problems and somehow yeah. get away with it. So that's a hard oh, pass boy. on Adam Sandler movies, but mm-hmm. I let my family know that sure one of these two movies, uh, unless you haven't seen episode nine yet. So I gave them a hard deadline that they have to see it before Christmas. Otherwise, gotcha. I'm seeing that movie on Christmas. That's commitment, man. That's commitment. Briefly, our big uh, right now we're kind of still going over it. Mandalorian. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Mandalorian's going to come out on Wednesday next week instead of Friday. So our Mandalorian episode for next week will drop on Wednesday instead of Friday as well. And then I think either Friday, probably though the next Monday, 
we'll have our episode nine episode and that'll be in a few segments and we'll probably do like a before and after type thing so uh more info as we have it but that's basically the plan and oh wouldn't you know it the little timer on my oh, little gingerbread one resistance out. Resistance Oh, let me just have a brief um what the moment. I was like oh, please I do. was looking at Star Wars Resistance. You know, I'm trying to get my information. I've heard of it. And I look at its IMDB. Okay? Okay. And it's a four point eight out of ten. Really? And I'm like... So, was that... I mean, that's user review? Yeah, I mean, user? I whatever. I assume it's user. Um, but I'm like... I mean, it has a solid Metacritic score, I think. Yeah, but the IMDb is 4.8, and I'm like... Are we watching the same thing? Like, <laughs> hey, you dumb idiot adult. Well, at least 4.9. Like, this is... This is 5.6 to 7.8 material. Um, but that was... Well, historically... Clone Wars and Rebels were similar in that there weren't, they weren't, uh, look at that, I think it's done. They weren't extensively covered on those sorts of review aggregate sites. Um, you can look back on Metacritic at, like, past seasons of Star Wars Rebels and stuff, and they have decent scores, but there, it's, there's not a lot of publications covering it. And I think that is, you know, by and large, because, you know, unlike The Mandalorian, which is right there on the front page of um, Metacritic, Resistance and Clone Wars and Rebels are geared towards younger audiences. Not to get into the crazy, is Mandalorian a kid's show or not debate that's going on? Twitter, that's dumb. But, you know. Dude, we got it. We'll get into it. What? Yeah, next next episode. Hey, listen to tomorrow's we'll get episode. Into how little I want to get into we're, it. We're going to get into the nitty gritty. All right. We got to talk about resistance. We have a whole other episode so, to record. So this episode is titled um, Kaz's Curse. It is episode ah, 10. Episode 10, 10. And we actually have 19 episodes in this season. So, so at the final nine, yeah, a half, well, more than halfway now. Um, this mm-hmm. episode, the premise is Kaz is forced to seek Mika Gray's help when a pirate curses him. And yes, watching that trailer um, during the week because the trailers drop during the week, I thought to myself, oh, the, like pre-scene. yeah, I thought to myself, this is some dumb filler. Um, <laughs> this is some real dumb filler, <laughs> and I don't care about the pirates. I don't care mm-hmm. about Kaz having a good bit of fortune. And the idea mm-hmm. of somebody licking their hand and putting it on my face and me not throwing hands. Is just, um, I just, that's a level of disrespect that I wouldn't put up with, and it makes me think lesser of Kaz. Now, is that the episode we get into? No. All right. Um, all of my predispositions were shook and, um, proven to be incorrect. Really? Yes. Because this is the episode with our Guavian death gang. This is true. This is true. And we can get into, like, the logistics of how this makes zero sense that the Guavian Death Gang is allowed to roam free in this whole sector, but the premise... Well, it's not like they're in primo space. We don't... Well, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a freaking asteroid field, you know? It's not going to be... But... Yeah. I I would really be curious to see the background when, you know, an episode in Force Awakens when... 
Han is wanted by the Guavian Death Gang and the Kanja Club. Kanja Club. And how both of them are in direct communication with the First Order. I am very curious to see how that relationship was developed because historic. I'm. I don't know why I said. I don't know why I'm saying historically. In the previous canon in Legends, etc., it's not like the Empire and those different uh, under underworld organizations. You know, Black Sun or the Pikes or the Huts have a one-to-one or a mutually beneficial relationship. They don't really talk about that much. Well, I mean, in the past canon, you had the. I think Prince Caesar was a pike. No, he wasn't a pike. I don't know what I'm talking about. He was in charge of some criminal organization. But um, but the so in Force Awakens, Balatit, the guy in charge of Guavian Death Gang, mentions like, oh, the First Order just put out a bounty on a BB unit just like that and two fugitives. So my what I'm imagining is when he contacts the First Order, he's contacting whatever liaison that bounty came through. And I suspect there's a guy. In fact, I know because you watched the com- um, you read a comic. Yes, I read two issues of a four issue comic. The comic that's supposed to bridge episode eight and episode nine. And there's a part where some bounty hunters are calling in, um, and and it goes to Hux directly, which is crazy. But so presumably, yeah, there's some sort of bounty hunter liaison, headhunter type person oh. in the first order who puts that information out. Quick. So I assume that's who they're quick, contacting. Uh, they're not just like hitting up. Quick snow. aside, I read and finished Force Collector. I said I wasn't mm-hmm. going to, and then ten bucks mm-hmm. later, um, I finished it. And that book is. All right, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> I'm gonna write down a number between one and ten, and then I want you to score it for yeah, me. Yeah, sure. Between one, and right, ten being go good, one being trash. Yeah, yeah, that that book is trash. What number? No, the word trash. It doesn't get a number. Um, it gets, so it's a one. That is, this book, you know, it's trying to say, it's trying three. to say, oh, look at this character. Oh, this character's going to mean something. And then they're like, actually, I don't feel like being in the story. And I'm like, you just did a recap of. Oh, that's why they weren't you there. You just did a recap of all of the movies going world to world. And at the end, you're like, I'm good. My adventure was done. Oh, I'm so mad. Well, oh. because they didn't like The Last Jedi. Oh, I'm so mad. We're not we're not talking about Last Jedi haters, all right? It had nothing to do with The Last Jedi. But, oh my gosh, I was so mad. Because I was like, it's the story of this kid who has, um, like, he's Force-sensitive, and he has the power that you get um, in um, Fallen Order, you know, where you can, like, yeah. sense the history of something? Objects, yeah. yeah. Um, or I guess Ray has that, too, in Force Awakens, for sure. Or the lightsaber has it, or, yeah, it's weird yeah. how it works. But yeah. he has that to, like, an insane degree. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that it shows is he learns the entire history of the whole saga because he happens to get a hold of C-3PO's arm. Oh. And then he's like, oh, watched all the movies. I'm good. And then he goes back home and I'm like, right, exactly. I'm, he watched all the movies. He got up to Last Jedi. He hated it. He quit. Well, actually, no, no, no. He didn't get to Last Jedi because C-3PO's oh. arm was taken before that. Good point. It was taken before Force yeah, Awakens so he didn't also. Even get to, he, 
So probably he just assumed, oh, the story is complete. Balance has been brought to the force. Yeah. And um, he he knows he knows more than Ray for sure. Um, he is mm. force sensitive. <clears throat> he could help Ray. He could go find mm. Luke. He has the information. Mm. He has the knowledge. And he decides to, like, get a girlfriend and knit. Oh, man, I'm so mad. I was like, nah, I was, right. I was, oh, 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 I was mad. Um, that's an aside. We're not going to do a book, boys. Um, this no, book no, is not. buried. You dead to me, book collect, yes. force collector. Great. Um, so, Kaz's curse. Picks up with Kaz gambling. Do we learn nothing from last episode? No. He almost became an endangered, endangered racer to a abandoned casino and now he's immediately gambling for the first time ever did he did he sniff first blood is he is this a gonna be a thread now he's addicted to gambling is this gonna be an ezra season three type no, thing no no Who no knows? no no he's never he's not as bad as ezra i know yeah, that. no um, don't say stuff like that that's the, rude the the description um of this episode that he's cursed by a pirate led me to think, um, to be frank, that it would be a cool or funny or otherwise remarkable pirate. And I figured it would be a pirate out in the world. And then I remembered immediately, oh, there's a bunch of pirates on this episode in the in in the Colossus. They have pirates already. And it's just going to be one of them. Um, and they're just going to be like a, a pretty run-of-the-mill, run-of-the-mill pirate. Not much to speak of, you know, this Captain Athano, this is not. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little disappointing that. And then I'm, I'm pretty sure that this episode was also like an episode of Hey Arnold or something. I don't know what you're talking about. Pretty sure. Pretty sure there's an episode where Arnold or Gerald or somebody gets cursed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's um, Gerald gets cursed and he plays basketball boom. and he can't like make any shots. And then his boom. like it rains and his hair gets moved or something. Boom. Boom. There's an episode of Harold. Um, bam. Whatever. Kaz uh, is cursed. He starts falling all over the place. I remembered that on my Raylo card, I had um, Cavs falls or trips three times or more. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't feel like going back to check. I think he only falls twice anyway. And he's, you know, stuff goes bad, keeps being cursed, goes to Mika Gray. Mika Gray gives him a little trinket. He loses the trinket, but the curse is gone. But is it gone? But was it really there or not? And doesn't matter. Great blue creep is still alive. Oh wow! I thought you weren't gonna say I. I didn't notice great yeah. blue creep until the final scene where. That's where yeah, they were. The great blue creep was walking out into the sunset. Yeah, that's where they were. So we. Oh boy! So this is probably one of your worst three episodes. <laughs> it's 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 a doozy. It's a doozy. Um, I thought. For the longest time, that the boot was somehow to blame. The pirate bets a boot, uh-huh. and Kaz takes the boot, and then he puts all his money in the boot, and he keeps carrying the boot around oh, with him. You actually thought it was like 
I knew it was some sort of trick. I've seen the episode of Hey Arnold. I knew something was up. Turns um, out it was nothing, and it was just all in his head. Or, or was it? Or wasn't it? But I don't. I don't really care. Well, they they at one um, point reference how he actually have used to have a lucky charm, which was his trophy. Um, they that was in the first yeah, season. Yeah, well, he sells it for some. Um, good. I forget. Maybe it was to buy something for Tam, or to get something for the fireball. Yeah, something like that. We're bad at this. Um, yeah, I remember the trophy. I don't remember what he got rid of. It yeah. For. Um. Hey, do you remember? Email us like yes. Public podcast at gmail dot com. Sure. So, um, Mika Gray is also a psychic. No. I guess. <laughs> she. An archaeologist. No, she just. Yeah. Can smell stupid psychic. and then she exploits it for money. <laughs> like there's no, I mean she's like ooga booga wooga and they're like, oh wow you're great and then she's like ooga booga wooga and boom gives like literally literally that, a piece of wood, literally a piece of wood. Little, that little prophecy she gives to that Clatoonian or whatever uh-huh. the big fella uh-huh. that was a uh, was a little intense. Talking about like teeth inside his stomach, you know, I was, that was a little much. That's kind of, I mean, look kind of mean. You know, there are other scary things you could say that aren't that intense. I mean, come on, make a great kids. Watch. Yeah, but come on. it was hilarious. Come on. And we never got, we never got closure on that. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Not teeth in his little belly. Oh, he, so the Clatoonian's having soup, and then the right. uh, little buddy comes and like tries to attack him and then you're led to believe that that's a little buddy little little monster guy with the teeth and then you're led to believe that she controls that so that was Mm. that was the omen that Mm. she was insinuating it's not any deeper than that i'm telling you to me it seems that that prophecy is still open because it hasn't happened yet well whatever we can put that with we can put that with do the symbols mean anything (laughs) who who cares who even cares i don't you Um, do all right pete i have a thesis i gotta give so what do you got before i go into this oh um the meat and potatoes was the battle in the asteroid belt which was insane Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we got some Guavian Death Gang ships. Those were... Uh, I wouldn't buy a Lego set of them, but they were interesting enough. Um, well, you wouldn't buy a Lego set of anything. Now, Not anymore. I watched this episode and then immediately was watching Empire during my rewatch. And uh, the okay. funny thing is, like, they're maneuvering so easily through this asteroid belt. And mm-hmm. Han, he's having a hell of a time. <laughs> he's having... Yeah. He's having yeah. a terrible time, and then he like goes into a slug monster, and I'm like, if Han is having this much trouble, how is Kaz getting through all these issues? Well, they are in you know single single pilot ships rather than a giant you know cargo vessel or whatever. Mm-hmm. William Falcon's you know much much hunkier, um, hulkier. Yeah. So the know. battle was insane. Uh, I really enjoyed the first interaction of the, like, scouting, where Kaz almost was pushed into space with his seat adjuster. 
Um, yes, the curse makes his chair. And go that back. was hilarious. Uh, that he almost w- was like floated because his cheat his seat was mm. pushing up too high. Um, and then the battle itself, when they engage, moving the Colossus through that asteroid belt was super cool. And the ship to ship battling was also really, really good. Mm-hmm. So that was um, the only thing I wanted to add on that. Um, nice. I have one more thing, but I, it's for next week. So, Josh, you, you may go okay. on. You may go hog wild now. Um, oink, oink. Uh, so I always first I, I really like to remind myself and, and say, you know, I like comic books a lot. I like music a lot. And I think those are two fan groups that can be unbearable. I've never been to a record store where I haven't been condescended to or felt condescended to anyway. Um, but I, I try to remind myself when somebody is enjoying something, you know, unless it's something heinous that's hurting someone. But by and large, the person who's enjoying something is winning. And today, Pete, you are the winner. You really took you took the best out of this episode, and that's cool. And the stuff you point out was all cool, and I should have been focusing on that. Um, but I saw this shortly after this week's episode of The Mandalorian, which um, on our end is Chapter 5 we're going to be talking about in tomorrow's episode. And they watching them together really struck a chord with me because Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian, without giving too much away, I'm not going to give anything away. This isn't a spoiler. But to me, Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian really solidified what the show is um, and kind of the status quo of this show and what, what its aim and goal is as like a a piece mm-hmm. of storytelling. And so going from that to this episode, I realized that um, I don't know what the aim of this show is right now. And it still feels wandering and aimless to me. Like what, I don't, what, what are they doing? They're, they're just, are they just running from the first order? Are they going anywhere in particular? There's no momentum because I don't know. I don't know what direction they're going from, and I don't know what direction they're going to. Uh, and so it's starting to feel stagnant. Like the closest I can grasp is that they're running from the First Order, but the First Order doesn't necessarily know where they are, but they're going to get them eventually, I guess, but they don't have a goal. They're not like, they're not going anywhere. They're literally not going anywhere well, right now. And so it starts to feel like a slower version of what for me was one of the more um, less successful parts of Last Jedi, which was the contrivance of that whole chase between the First Order and the Resistance, where they have to explain to you so many variables and so many things have to click into place for that exact scenario to happen, and they have to really walk you through it so that you understand why the first order can't catch them, but they can't get away. And and it's just, so this is just starting to feel kind of like that, but I don't even know that for sure. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know the statement of purpose. Um, and so I think that's why I'm, I'm maybe getting a little frustrated with these episodes is they feel, they feel like they're just floating towards nothing and from nothing. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm done. Two things. One, I agree with you that Mm -hmm. it does, it can feel a little stagnant. Um, I come into watching that having read the two um, intro to Rise of Skywalker books, which explain the state mm-hmm. of the Resistance 
immediately after episode eight. So mm-hmm. from my perspective, and we won't really get into this, it makes complete sense. Um, it's a compl- hmm. like long story short, it's a complete nightmare. They can't get anything organized. And that's even like the Batu, like Galaxy's Edge book indicates the same thing. So they're trying mm-hmm. from all media sources to explain that it's at the very beginning, it's complete disarray. I would say that. But to me, this show isn't explaining that. And this show has to stand on its own as a sure. giant entity. Um, Just like each of the movies. I does. would say that um, they did make the attempt last week to try and like have a connection to the resistance via Doza's mom. Mm-hmm. But there, it seems mm-hmm. like each story is just a pocket and its own individual. Like you don't miss anything from week to week. Um, right. If you miss a couple, it's just providing a little bit of snippet explaining the characters of, of the Colossus. Right. Which, and again, not a spoiler for Mandalorian, but I would argue the same is vaguely true of that show, but they are doing it in a more successful way. And if you want to hear me compare and contrast that, I'll talk about it when we talk about the Mandalorian. Um, but I, I don't need it to tie into the resistance. I don't need it to tie into the movies. I need it to tie onto something within itself. I need it to be, um, I, it, it just feels like I said, it just doesn't feel like it's anchored to anything. I don't need it to be anchored to star Wars movies. I don't need it to be anchored to the resistance, but I need there to be any outside force acting on the, the show. And I just, you know, I just like, what are we doing? What is going on? Where are we heading? What's the goal here? The whole first season, there was an express, there was an express movement. There was momentum. It was, there's a pirate attack. We're gearing up for the pirate attack. There's the threat of the first. Yeah, order but you also know, you know, it leads in episodes, um, seven, right? You know, seven and eight, Mm -hmm. right? So we're just in this kind of, um, mixing now. Um, I, I'll say that, um, the, uh, Next episode might be something that you're interested in. Um, next episode, episode 11, titled Station to Station. The premise is Kaz and Niku sneak onto a First Order refueling station in order to take an important piece of tech. Plans go awry when they run into Tam and General Hux. So, hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Um, just last bit of last point I want to make on that. Is um, I guess I just I find it particularly frustrating because they have mentioned like this is a, this when they said this is the last season, they were like this is the story we wanted to tell, and it needs you know, this is the only you know the only amount of episodes we need we need this much to tell this story and it's a close story and it doesn't feel like there's any sense of urgency here it doesn't feel like they have, it, this does not feel like a show that has nine episodes left albeit it's a short show regardless because it's only going to be forty or so episodes but this doesn't. Like it, it could have ended with the finale of season one. I feel like, you know, because for for all the aim the season has had so far, mm-hmm. um, which is not to say you know I don't hate the show by any stretch of the imaginations. I still enjoy watching it week to week, but I get frustrated because it, you know, they're talking about this is the last season. This is the story we want to tell, and I'm thinking like what. What what are each of these episodes contributing to what the overall narrative oh, you're trying Josh, to tell is? Like, I what mean, is getting getting upset at filler episodes—that's my line. 
That's a great point, Pete. And with that, um, <sighs> if you want to get a hold of us, poboyspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at poboyspodcast. Have a good one. See ya.